Well, welcome to the Power Talk Podcast with Pastor Paul Chicago and Reverend Matthew. What's Dillion. up, Matthew? How you doing, my pastor? Good, buddy. Can you believe this is already the second week of our new year? No, 2020? I can't. I can't. I just remember last year talking specifically about the things that God was showing us for 2023. Yes. And it just seems like it's still fresh in my heart. I, yes. Yeah. I, I, it's just hard for my brain to assess time anymore. Time pa- goes by so quickly. And pastor, so many things have transpired yeah. last year pastor yes. and it seemed like a cluster of them was all in from september all the way through december just a cluster of things no it it really was instead of being panned out throughout the whole year it just felt like september october all of a sudden it was like a domino effect of days just yeah. passing us by so quickly yeah no it, 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 everything has has moved exceedingly fast and uh i i almost can't even keep up with it to some level yeah. Because there, there's so many things going on and, and so many things that in the next podcast will reveal yes, sir. Uh, some of those things. That's right. I'm uh, excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I know you're excited. Yes, I know sir. God's doing some wonderful things for the ministry. And yes. uh, I, I, I'm excited. So definitely tune in, listener, next week because you'll you'll want to hear the exciting things that God has done and yes, doing in our church and in our ministry. But, uh, yes, sir. but for the most part these things we've been seeing for quite a while yeah. and here they are next monday we're going to be sharing these things yes sir and i'm just like wow and yes, so sir. in fact even on one of the podcasts back a couple of weeks ago i i don't know if you all heard but we were we were going to move over to video podcasting mm-hmm. but i just felt in my heart the lord just saying hold off because we're there's so many things going on behind the scenes right now that because of what you just said mm-hmm. it seems like it's a domino effect of things that are going on yeah so we've been putting together some things, even on the legal sense, the banking, yeah. Yeah. paperwork, so uh, meetings work. like we've never gone through just to get prepared for 2024 mm-hmm. that we've held off on the video podcasting. If you wonder where they're, why they're not up yet, well, mm-hmm. the reason is because we've had to hold off because yeah. we just felt like in our heart that the Lord just put on my heart, just, just hold off. Let's get these other things done first before go. we... Don't put the cart before the horse yet. There you go. And so here around March or possibly April, somewhere between March and April, we'll keep you informed Mm -hmm. as to let you know when these video podcasts will be coming up. There you go. In our previous podcast, we talked about more in 2024. Yeah. The one that was released in January 1st. Yes. So it's going to be a reminder, listener, this is the theme for this year. Come on. More in 24. More in 24. Pastor, what do you see? Before we get to our topic, which I'm really excited about getting to, Do you see anything, foresee anything for 2024 besides, or in addition to more in 24? You know, the the only thing I can share, because I know that there's some, there's more coming from this as God reveals it to me. Usually God gives me a huge, huge picture of it, but he's just, the the more in the sense was that whatever God's going to do in this, he's going to do more for the the church than we've seen in a long time if people of course it's always a requirement if the people of god will tap into it yeah a lot of people of god don't really tap into these things yeah but god's saying that they're available and that's the biggest thing is that we understand that whatever that more is Mm -hmm. and is it about just meeting all of our whims no no, it's never about that remember whenever god does these type of things it's always for the body of christ to partake of it because Mm -hmm. one he wants to bless us because remember we're his sons and daughters and not only does he want to bless us but he wants to get it to us so that way we can bless others so it's never just for us Mm -hmm. and then when we bless others one of the things that it does more of Mm -hmm. is that it gives god glory amen and so it's about giving God glory. Look, it's like me when I give my child a present. Mm-hmm. You know, when I give him a present, 
It's because I want to give him more. Right. I want to give him more than what I had when I was a child. I want right. to give him more to be a blessing and a love, love, show love to him. Mm-hmm. But as a result, it brings glory. It, it doesn't bring pers- like a personal glory, like God glory, but it brings honor to me yeah, because it, it reveals that God's able to use me in these things. Yes, and it's a blessing to see my child, you know, be able to utilize these gifts that I've been able to give them and the blessings that I've been able to provide for them. Mm-hmm. And that's why God does these things in these seasons. Yes. Yes. And in this season, and he's wanting to do more because the world, the only hope that the world has mm-hmm. is to see that there is a true living God that loves his children enough to do more in their life. Amen. And right now we're on the precipice of eternity where the Lord, I believe, is about to rapture. So on, God's going. going to show the world yes, sir. what he's doing more for, how the church is more blessed yes, sir. and receiving and getting through the troubled times that we're in exactly. than the world. Because at some point, the world is going to realize that they can't keep, they can't stay where they're at. Mm. They're going to need the God that we serve to, in order to experience the blessings that we experience. I love it, my pastor. And to me, that kind of segues into our topic here, pastor, mm-hmm. uh, the vision. Yes. You talked about, you just ministered yes. this last year. And this. And to me, pastor, what was so significant about this message for mm-hmm. you, uh, just in your perspective, when delivering this, yeah. gathering information, and then conveying it to your congregation? What was so significant about this message, Pastor? Okay, so the the message that I've been that I preached leading up to this year was called Purpose and Plan. Okay. Okay, so the Purpose and Plan had several series to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And originally when the Lord gave that to me, I had no clue that it was going to be pivotal because there's been so many changes. You said that in the message. You remember I'd said I that in the message. That. I was yeah. like, I had no idea. I didn't even think about it. I just knew that it was really big in my heart for some reason. Yeah. And God just began to pour out of me all these different things about the purpose and the plan and the vision and all these other things. And I just thought, well, that's good. It's just an, it's another great message series that the church needs. Not really understanding that, no, it wasn't that they just need, that it was important and needed. It was going to be extremely important for the people to be able to prepare for the next season. And so little did I know that that message had that kind of impact and that it would if everybody would receive it. And so I would suggest, listener, go back and listen to these messages called Purpose and Plan. If you don't know your purpose in life, if you don't understand what God does to get you there to that vision, which is called a plan, Mm -hmm. but ultimately it leads to this thing called a vision, which is the target where God wants to aim you for your life for your life. In other words, you don't just live, you shouldn't live aimlessly like I'm just getting through life. I'm here for a real purpose and that God's given to me. And you're right, Pastor. If we don't find that purpose and that plan, we're living empty. Yeah, we're living empty and unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so this is why the vision now, seeing that, especially with all the changes, like I say, next week, we'll talk about some of those things that God has done, the step-by-steps that I didn't even see when it was happening three, four years ago. Right. And a lot of it started during the COVID period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't realize all those steps because God doesn't show you the end result. Right. He only shows you the plan and it's usually a step by step thing. Gotcha. And you've been you've been fulfilling the vision, but there's a plan pro- planning process. There's a planning process, yes. And that's how you attain pieces of that vision as you go. Mm-hmm. And so I'm attaining pieces of that vision, yeah. but it comes through the step by step of the plans. Okay. But I can only do that when I recognize my 
purpose in life. Mm. And so the vision, the plan, and then the purpose, the purpose, the plan, and the vision all work together. Even though they are individual things, they do work together. And discovering your purpose, this is where you spend time with the Lord. Is that correct, Pastor? Yeah, you you discover that in the presence of the Lord. And you've got to be willing to sacrifice your personal desires in life Mm -hmm. for the purpose that he built into you. Mm And that's sometimes hard for people. Yeah. And then when we, if we do will, are willing to, then you got to be willing to accept the plan and the process because there's a plan that comes with that purpose in your life. Mm-hmm. Because God will show you a vision after He gives you recognize your purpose in life. Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. the plan doesn't come yet. Mm. Even though the plan is in the middle between your purpose and your vision, yeah. He doesn't show you the plan until you rec- accept that you have a purpose. Yeah. Once you accept that you have a purpose, then He reveals to you the vision. Once he reveals to you the vision, now you're now you're open to the plan that he needs to get you from purpose into the vision. Wow, and that's big. That that's big. big. And you mentioned Abraham earlier, Pastor. You yes. mentioned Abraham that God gave him a vision. Yes, and you know it's interesting because Abraham was given this vision, and in chapter, uh, uh, it it started in actually chapter fifteen. Uh, and it actually started, yeah, it started in 15. But in Genesis? The book yeah, of Genesis? yeah, I'm sorry, in the book of Genesis, yes. In chapter 15, and in verse 5, chapter 15, of verse 1, it says, And after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision. What? In a vision. I didn't really, yeah, yeah. And he says, I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. So basically, God's, God's acknowledging who he is, so that way Abraham can accept what he's about to say. Wow. And he says right here, and Abraham said, Lord, what thou give me, seeing I go childless and the steward. So the, the first thing out of Abraham's mouth is that, God, you're giving me a big vision, but I don't have a child in order to fulfill that vision. So watch this. And so he goes, so Abraham said, behold, thou hast given me no seed and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord. Let, let me, uh, let me go to the new King James version. I'm in the King James version. I usually read a new King James. Yeah. I, a little, just I, probably a little easier. It's, it's just a little easier, especially for those of us that like me, <laughs> plain and simple. Yeah. I'm just not real good at this, these and now. So and, and the word of the Lord came to him, this one shall not bear your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall bear your heir. Mm. And he said, then he brought him outside. Now, here's the real vision. Yeah, okay. 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 So he's telling him, here's the one that will bear, bear the vision ultimately, but that he's part of the plan. Okay. He says, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said, so shall your descendants be. And it says, and he believed the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. So was Isaac a part of the vision? Kind of. Yeah. But it was going to take Isaac to get to the vision. What was the real vision? It was that your, your, your descendants would be like that of the sands of the seashore, the stars of heaven, he goes on to say. Wow. And what a picture, yeah, what a picture to paint to a man who's in his, but past his prime. He's Past his prime. His wife and he doesn't too. have a way to get there. Exactly. And like you had said, you just read, Pastor, he figures, well, Eleazar, he's my highest servant. Right. And here's a man. Mm-hmm. God's like, no, 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 no. I got something even better. I got something better. So God's showing him the vision mm-hmm. is that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars of the heavens and the sands on the, sea, on the shore of the sea. And he's like, but I don't have anyone to do that. And the Lord says, don't worry, I'll provide that. That's going to be part of the plan in order to get this. But this is the vision. Mm. This is the vision. 
And so what, wow. what we learn from this is that Abraham received a vision of the future. Uh, but Isaac was not the vision itself. It was the descendants that would come from Isaac. That was the vision. The vision was nations coming out. The vision out. Was, it was nations. nations yes. It was not only just the Hebrew people, but it was also the nations later on, which you and I partake oh, of that promise according yes. to Hebrews 7. Yes, sir. And so what happened is Isaac was a part of the plan to help him attain the vision. So a lot of times God gives us things along the way that are part of the plan. Isn't it interesting? When Abraham's job was done, Isaac took over fulfilling that vision. Yes, Isaac took over. And again, he was just another step in the plan. Because ultimately, Isaac didn't see the descendants either. He only saw the children that were birthed, and that was what? Jacob. Yes. Jacob. Yes. So Abraham didn't get to see those descendants. But he needed a but God needed a plan to get those descendants eventually to come forth, and that was through Isaac. That was part of the plan. Wow. So I mean we talked about before, but the visions are very broad. Visions are broad and sometimes they're so futuristic you won't see it in your lifetime. Wow. You've got to trust that the vision that God's given you will sometimes still it's still gonna take place down the road. God gave Israel uh, Abraham a vision. Yeah. Abraham didn't see the descendants at his at, at the time that he was living. Isaac got the vision, didn't see the vision at the time of his living. Jacob, mm. Jacob saw the vision, but didn't see at the time of, uh, but he actually got to see it. I'm sorry. 12, he actually 12, got to see it. Yeah, the 12 He sons. saw tw the 12 sons because 12 from there were 12 tribes, 12 nations. Mm -hmm. But even then it wasn't the fullness of that vision. Right. He was only beginning to see a part of the vision that Abraham seen the fullness of. Can you believe that? And so the vision is really interesting because it takes so many things to get that vision to come to pass, but it takes a big plan. Mm. It takes many steps because that's all the plan is. It's the steps to get you from point A to point Z. Yeah, not yeah. point A to point B because yeah. the, if you say point A to point B, there's nothing in between A and B. Yeah. There's no A, A, A plus B minus. There's no, no, it's A to Z. Right, right. There's a lot of letters in between. Yes, sir. And so God, what he'll do is he'll give you things. And remember, whenever he gives you a plan, almost every time he gives you a plan, they're sacrificial. Mm, but the vision is not. But the vision is not sacrificial. When God gives you the vision, it, that, that's stationary. That's got, to, that's got to happen. And if it doesn't happen, it'll happen next generation. If it doesn't happen in that generation, he'll bring it to. And so the vision stays within that generations. And it's up to those people to birth it. And a lot of people never birth those visions. Is it like with David, he was becoming king, and the Lord said, there will always be someone on your throne? Always. Oh, always. that's a vision that he gave David. Uh-huh. And look at the failures of the kings of oh his sons God. and his grandsons after him. Yes. So God couldn't do it. Yes. God couldn't fulfill the visions through them because of their sins. Yes. It still took many, many, many kings and generations later before it finally came to pass. Gosh, but that vision was always going to be the same. But the vision was always going to be the same. And so God can't fulfill those visions when your, net, when your generations fall away from God. Pastor, you read this here in Genesis chapter 15, but look at verse 6. And he believed in the Lord, and God counted it to him for righteousness. Yeah. Because he believed. Because he believed. The other kings, in referencing to David's generations, yeah. they didn't believe. They didn't believe. And so, remember, the vision may be unfulfilled with the generations that God wants to work it through. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, if it's unfulfilled, then the vision falls away to the wayside, but it's still there 
until somebody rises up and says, okay, now it's my job to take it. Mm. You know, I don't know where the vision inside of me was, was eventually started, mm. but I know that as a result that somebody's going to have to carry it out or otherwise it dies with me. Mm. It has to be carried out and, and, it, and it has to be with the success of generations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times visions go to the grave. And are never un- they're never fulfilled because the people that carried the vision mm-hmm. weren't able to fulfill the vision. It meant to be for generations to come on. to pay, be passed on. Mm-hmm. And remember, vision isn't visions. Visions don't really die. People do. Mm-hmm. And that's so a lot of times that's, t- that's guaranteed. So sometimes the vision is just unfulfilled, but it's not really dead. It's mm-hmm. still there waiting for somebody else to pick it up mm-hmm. for that next generation to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is you've got to understand is that. The vision is still there because of that, but you will have to sacrifice plans. Mm-hmm. You'll have to sacrifice things that, that, that may get you to that vision. And we talked about this earlier, sometimes even people who are going who are hindering that plan. It's hindering, um, or, or if you if you keep those things, it can hinder it because you're so dead set on it. You know, I know a lot of people that love their family much. We get it. They love their family so much that they can't give up because blood to them is thicker than water. So they can't give up what it is that the Lord needs them to give up. So for instance, am I saying take your family to the slaughter? Not necessarily. I'm saying that, you know, like in us, when we moved to Bakersfield and you were a part of that, you know, we were all very close to our families. We'd get together for barbecues and, you know, we had a lot of friends and we had a lot of things going on in our life before we moved to Bakersfield. And uh, when God began to show me the vision, mm-hmm. well, there were plans to get us here. Mm-hmm. Then there were plans to get it to happen. Mm-hmm. And one of the hardest things to do is to sacrifice those friendships, Too sacrifice hard. that family. And I, and I don't mean sacrifice like we still don't talk and stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't get to go visit them and be a yeah. part of their life on a daily basis or on a, on a constant basis anymore. Mm-hmm. I get to make me make phone calls and, and maybe once in a while but we'll get together. Same. But it's not the it's same. It's not the same, Pastor. I had to be willing to sacrifice what was what we did at one time in order to go to the next thing. And you're right, because those sacrifices equate to big changes. Right. And they weren't a part of that plan anymore. Mm-hmm. And so your friends and your family are, sometimes won't be a part of that plan anymore. And yeah. if they're not a part of that plan, you got to be willing to sacrifice that. Yeah. And you're not sacrificing necessarily a relationship, but you are sacrificing the things that could hold you back. Mm-hmm. From fulfilling that vision mm. and this is why when isaac was born you know god abraham wanted a son because he just knew in his heart it's going to take a son to do this yeah and god's like okay i'm going to give you a son but by the way come genesis chapter 21 i'm going to have you sacrifice him what <laughs> you see in abraham's mind it's going to take this son to make that vision happen yeah god's yeah. eyes your goal is just to pursue the vision mm-hmm and so Abraham realized in Genesis 1, God's like, I want you to sacrifice your son. Wow. And so the sacrifice uh, ended up, or I'm saying, I think that was Genesis 22. I'm sorry, it might have been 22. I see, I keep saying 21. Yeah, it was uh, 22. Yeah. Um, and so God's telling uh, Abraham, you're going to have to sacrifice because he's only part of the plan. Mm-hmm. He's part of the plan, but he's not the vision itself. Yes. The real vision is is the your your descendants will be as numerous as the sands of the sea and as the stars of heaven. That's the vision. Yes. But Isaac is part of the plan. So when God gives you a plan, there's things you got to be willing to sacrifice. Mm. Even if in your mind you're thinking, "Well, I got to take that with me." Mm-hmm. Well, Abraham had so much faith, he already knew that if he sacrificed it, God had a plan. Mm. 
to still continue on to get him. Well, little did he know that God wasn't going to ultimately take his life. Ultimately, he was still going to use Isaac because the plan wasn't done with Isaac. Yeah. And but he had to be willing to sacrifice it. And Pastor, what do you think the purpose of that moment for Abraham when God requests that you sacrifice your son? What was what do you think was behind the scenes on that on that request? Well, there's there's a couple of different ways you could go. One, it's 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 symbolic. It's a type and shadow of what Jesus did, of what the Father God would do with Jesus, mm-hmm. is that he was willing to sacrifice. The only difference is that Isaac's blood could have never caused that. Now we're now we're grafted into the vine, and now the Father God has many descendants. Yeah. We're all a part of His family, just yes. like Abraham would be. A, that we're a part of His family now, and so it's mm-hmm. symbolic of what God was doing, and that's why God eventually, if you look in Genesis 22, mm-hmm. went ahead and said, "Okay, don't sacrifice your son now. Mm-hmm. Let's put a lamb there, or a ram in that place." That's right. They which Jesus mm-hmm. became that became that that okay. sin off that sin offering. Yes, that sin offering, and what was Jesus crowned with? The, thorns. the thorns of a thicket, just like the ram was caught wow. in a thicket. And so my point is that we see that the sacrifice, the sacrificial offering that Abraham was willing to give is very similar to the sacrificial offering that the Father God gave with his son Jesus. Wow. And that ram, according to Abraham used, it meant like in Hebrew, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Yes. Right yeah. when he saw that, he's like, Jehovah provided yes. the sacrifice. But... Abraham, it's interesting, it says it was counted unto him as faith. Yes, sir. Because even in Hebrews 11, it says that Abraham knew that he would bring his son, the, the Father That's God right. would bring his son back to life. Well, that was a prophetic utterance that was shared with us in 11 that we don't read anywhere, which is interesting because it doesn't say nowhere in the Old Testament that that's what Abraham believed. But yet the writer of Luke somehow knew this. Well, that's interesting. Jesus rose back to life. He rose back to life because he's the only one that could rise back to life for man. Isaac wasn't good enough to be rise back to life for us. So God went ahead and kept that from happening. So we see the symbolism and the type and shadow. But that's what the vision is ultimately about, is that you're willing to lay something on the altar and say, God, I've got to give this to you. Sometimes it's not just a person. Sometimes it's your attitude. Sometimes it's your sometimes it's your thinking. Sometimes it's 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 a way of living. You know, there's been things in my life that God's told me, if you're going to pursue further to what I've called you to do, you've got to give up this. And I remember when he told me to give up our movies, rated our movies, you know, and he's like, why is that? Because if you're going to go any further, son, you've got to be willing to give give that up. And then, by the way, it's not just been rated our movies. It's other things in my life. In order to pursue that vision and attain that vision, mm-hmm. I got to be willing to lay these things down. Would you say is because some of those things were holding you back or could possibly hold you back? They may not have been holding me back at the moment, mm-hmm. but God, it's exactly what it could have been is that it would hold me back later mm-hmm. because I'm allowing something into my life that probably wasn't beneficial to the vision. Mm-hmm. And so when God tells you to sacrifice something, it's just simply because it's not beneficial to the vision. It's interesting because you quoted this in, in regards to vision, the definition of it. It gives God's glory. Yes, it gives God glory. When, when you do that, it gives him glory mm-hmm. because now it becomes something that others now are going to partake of because you were obedient. Mm-hmm. And remember, all vision, mm-hmm. all vision requires obedience. Vision doesn't mm-hmm. come to pass because you're skillful. Mm-hmm. Vision comes to pass because you're obedient. Right. And right. so what happens is, is the vision becomes the roadmap. The plan becomes the path to get there. Okay. So vision is a roadmap. Yeah. In other words, if I look at my map, it's my vision. 
Yes. But the plan to get there, well, that's a little different. You know, the plan to get the, to get there is it's going to take some. So when I look at a roadmap and I look at my destination, mm-hmm. I have to now mark out a plan to go. So like if I'm going to drive across the country, yeah, I'm going to map it out. Okay, yeah. what cities I will go to, go to. where I'm going to stay for the night, places like that. I'm going to make now, and depending on how detailed you are, maybe where I'm going to go eat. Maybe in this town, I know that there's a, a famous restaurant. I'm going to go eat there and stay there for the night. Right. Okay. So what you do is you're mapping these out or, or there's a site to see along the way before I get to my destination that I really want to go see. Right. Okay. So I map that out on my map. Also, you mm-hmm. see the map becomes a, a plan and sometimes it's more detailed than others, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, those details are extremely important. Yeah. So the, the, the map itself is the vision mm-hmm. because on that map is my vision. Yeah. It's the destination. Yeah. But along the way, I have to make plans step by step to, to get there. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to make it on a map, mm-hmm. I know that if I'm going to drive, how many hours am I going to drive this day? Well, yeah. I'm going to drive eight hours today, but I'm going to drive 16 hours tomorrow. Right. You, you see, you, you figure that all that out That's and you plan, you figure out, okay, it's going to cost me this much in money and gas to, mm-hmm. to drive across countries. I'm going to spend the night two, two or three times in different hotels. It's going to mm-hmm. cost me about this much money. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost me some food. It's going to cost, you see, th- there's, there's a lot a little planning mm-hmm. to get to that yeah and planning is important planning and it is, is very important. important it's it's very important because a lot of people don't realize that a vision doesn't come easily it comes with a lot of effort and energy mm-hmm. there's no such thing as an, a vision that was attained easily none right and i love what you said here too god will give you the steps to attain the vision yes god's with you the whole time yes he is with you the whole time he he he's giving you those steps and if you'll be obedient Mm -hmm. you'll make it to the next step Mm -hmm. of the plan the Mm -hmm. next plan of the step yeah next but you will get there (laughs) yes sir and if you're on a disobedient here's what happens i know a lot of people that take a long route to their vision yeah we see that with the Israelites. 40 years. 40 years. That wasn't God's intention for that right. vision. Right. He gave them a vision. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm-hmm. 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 He didn't say that they were going to enter. He says, I'm giving it to you. But here's what you got to do in order to get it. Right. See, all visions he gives to us. Right. But you don't, just don't get it just because he says he's giving it to you. You've got to still take the, you still got to take the steps. The, you got to follow the plan to get there. There's it. no such thing as a vision. The moment God shows it, you got it. And I love what Habakkuk says too, Pastor, write down the vision. Yes. And what is so, as we get ready to wrap this up yes. here, what is so significant about writing down that vision, Pastor? Because one, you'll never lose what it is that God showed mm. you. Because remember, all vision is specific to you. Mm. It's not specific to somebody else. I know a lot of people that are like, you know, I, I'm, I've got a vision or I've got a plan in my life. I got a blah, blah, blah. I got this purpose in my, you know, they, they start talking about all these things. Right. And they don't realize that sometimes their vision is, even though it's individual, sometimes it is an a vision that should line line up with something else, someone yeah. else. Yeah. You know, I, a lot of times, like for instance, you know, I I remember when God gave me this vision. I remember I was very, I was, it was very unique to what I was called to do. Yeah. But then I heard other people tell me their visions, but they never fulfilled it. And they're still not today. But then I look at their life and I realize, okay, wait a second. There, there's, there's a couple of different types of visions. There, yeah. There's a vision that's unique, that's, that's individually for that calling of that person. Mm-hmm. And it's very individual. Yeah. Where sometimes there's a vision 
and it's in alignment with the vision that God's already given. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, Isaac didn't have his own vision. Because it was Abraham's. It was Abraham's vision. That's why I said it follows sometimes it's successive generations. It's not. It wasn't meant for Isaac to have his own personal vision, even though he had one. But his vision became it was a part, was a part of Abraham's vision. His dad's. His dad's. So he had to get that vision in his heart to birth it because that was a part of his generations. And some people are called to help make sure that the visions. This is why a church is built. Yeah. This is why God builds churches. And we need to close it here, but. When people come into a church, 90% of those people don't have their own personal vision. Their vision is based on what God has given them in their life. And then they find the visionary that they can say, that's what my vision lines up they with. They partner with it. And they partner with it. Exactly. They partner with it. So there's the partnering vision and then there's the individual specific unique vision. Abraham's was unique. Isaac's was not. So to me, you got me a picture of Ephesians chapter four, the five gifts, yeah, the the prophet, the apostle, and so forth and so forth. Yeah, you're like people like partnership with those visions that yes. they see. They they need to partner up, and this is what most of the churches. Now, I'm not saying they can't have like a vision for their own success business. as far as business and yeah. their home. Yeah, I'm not saying that. We're talking about the overall vision when it comes to helping yeah. ministry and helping stuff yeah. like this. That yeah. they can say, "Man, this is a vision I can sink my teeth into. This is why I want to be a part of this church. This is oh, I believe in what the vision carrier here is a part of, and that's yeah. what I know my heart's about. Oh man! And so we connect with and we partner with that vision. I love it. Can you give me the little? illustration in Malachi chapter 3 the part of that vision is the storehouse yes which is the church which is the church and so if we'll partner what we'll find is is that our vision a lot of times that God shows us is just a direct vision and calling specific to a local church that you should be a part of so that way you can connect and partner and say pastor I'm here I see your bigger vision and I'm partnering with that my little vision is is runs parallel with your bigger vision so i'm going to connect my vision with you and partner with it and then if it's a very unique vision well then most likely you're you're either called to be a a, a politician Mm -hmm. part of government Mm -hmm. or you're called to be in the fivefold ministry gift Mm -hmm. and if that's the case Mm -hmm. or you're called to be a king you're called to own your own business Well, then those visions will kind of usually be unique yeah. and separate. It will be slightly separate wow. from anybody else's visions. Wow. But either way, vision gives God glory, Pastor. Vision is meant to give God glory. I love it, my Pastor. Any, any closing remarks as we get ready to close? Yeah, no. I, I would say go back and listen to those messages back that I gave during October, November, and December mm-hmm. on purpose and plan. So that kind of gives you a little insight how you start forward into these things. Amen. And here we are, 2024. 2024. We're ready, Pastor. Let's Amen. do this. Amen. Amen. Listener, we love you. God bless. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.